Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Bell Podcast. This is your host, Elias Ross. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRossMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing The Boys 2019 television series. Not 2019, but the 2020 season two. It's here. We already found it. You already know what it is. It's the boys. It's the boys. Superhero, thriller, black comedy, drama. Created and based on the comic book series uh, from Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. I just found out that this is the same team as the guys that brought the nine-year Marvel comic Punish uh, Marvel Comics Punisher franchise, as uh, as well as working on um, Preacher and Hitman. So I was pretty impressed by all this. I, I, I'm not too familiar with the darkness. Maybe someone else is, um, but I was just like, God dang, this guy has a hell of a, a career of creating very memorable characters, especially in the superhero and anti-hero genre. Um, so this follows the uh, eponymous team of vigilantes as they combat superpowered individuals who abuse their abilities. So this is not the Justice League. It's like the evil Justice League. And we're not following them or we we are following this evil just quote unquote evil Justice League. I'm calling them the evil Justice League. They're the the, the seven is what they're called in this. Um but we're following the guys that don't or we're we're loosely following. We're following everybody, but we are rooting for the good guys, the boys. The boys are the ones that do not have the powers, and this is season two of the show. It um, it follows the titular first season, which, I mean, pretty much every episode went out with a bang. Um let me see if I can get season one outro. I'll just kind of rewind at the last of the um, season one, episode eight. Um, you found me. The Pentagon classifies compound V as a controlled substance and the boys as fugitives while Annie confronts her mother. Deep learns Stillwell has denied his return to the seven and suffers an emotional breakdown, which becomes a big big source of season two um angry at being racially profiled while out of costume and injured a train rebounds to compound v um butcher takes huey to colonel grace and mallory who refuses participation but informs them about stillwell and warns huey about uh, butcher's desire for vengeance Huey leaves to ask Annie for help, but refuses out of distrust. After seeing her old reflected self, Maeve opens to Starlight, asking to be herself. Homelander confesses to Stillwell that he secretly made super terrorists, and they have sex. At a black site, sorry, at a black site, Huey helps Frenchie and M.M. free Kimco before Starlight rescues them when A-Train arrives and Huey fights him until Speedster... (laughs) 
So after that explosive ending in season one, crazy Homelander, crazy Butcher, everything's out of whack. The big ride. The boys become wanted fugitives. The With Butcher framed for Stillwell's murder uh, and hiding together, Huey, M.M., Frenchie, Kimiko learn that a superpowered terrorist with kinetic abilities on the loose they attempt to inform Raynor but she is killed by an unknown 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 assassin against Huey's uh, wishes Frenchie contacts Butcher to the boys and facing the new threats Huey and Annie export Vought's test subject Gecko into stealing a compound 5 sorry compound 5 compound V sample I'm I'm like losing it homelander's uh, power over Vought is uh challenged when uh ceo stan edgar has superhero stormfront join the uh, seven without his approval um, when homelander fails to intimidate edgar he uh returns to becca's house to see ryan the deep joins alastar's uh adna's church of the collective and attempt to regain favor with the seven so immediately everyone's going off on their separate uh separate ways their separate um tasks and chores and everyone's kind of finding their own way in season two in the beginning um i did feel the beginning couple episodes i think they released the first three together um they they worked but they weren't memorable in a way that felt like i was like this is like the best show ever i feel like for some reason this show is just uh people are just like holy shit this is a a great superhero show it's like i think that the show is good not great it technically i think it works on all cylinders cinematography acting like stellar acting and most of this, I will say, uh, there's a couple characters I'm a little bit ant about. But overall, I think, like, the Homelander character, Anthony Starr, uh, we got, uh, what's his face, um, Diabolical Mate, what the fuck is that guy's name? Uh, Carl Urban, every, as Billy Butcher, like, how can you forget this guy? He He's creating uh, a, a memorable character for himself even though he's always been a memorable character. I'm not sure why this character is just like just chewing up the screen. Um, Jack Quaid in this season, again, he's trying to get on the screen like his father. Um, It's just like Dennis Quaid has uh, just instantly so much more charisma on screen. And he's just instantly like a really good looking guy. And Jack is... A guy, too, that is handsome in his own right, but doesn't exactly carry the same um, umph that his father did, at least. I I, I need to, I I don't know Dennis Quaid's early um, uh, career, but I do feel that um, his son is, is making his way, you know, it's, he, he, he's such a, a smaller skinnier framed guy that he almost doesn't 
have the same type of screen presence that his father does. His father is this, this, even though I think he's slightly shorter, I think he's just like this slightly more confident guy. And clearly Huey is not supposed to that confident guy. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll keep on going down the, the characters. Aaron Moriarty as uh, Starlight. She is definitely pushed as the sexualized uh power leader of the seven um i will say that she has like a limited power set that's kind of exposed throughout the season i'm i'm still talking about this kind of loosely so that we're not uh, going too much in spoiler detail yet we will just kind of jump to the very last episode um very soon um but i think that uh, moriarty has gotten better as starlight once she's become more involved with the boys um and less with the seven um queen mave uh, dominique uh mick margot gargot i'm sorry i fucked that as maggie shaw queen mave um we have an interesting trip with her down season two she's essentially um trying to find her way whether she wants to be good or bad through this season and i overall like queen mave some of her uh power sets like i said uh kind of unexplained and i'm not exactly sure if um that's going to um age well or you know if if it's going sorry not age well but if it's going to work with everybody um we have uh a train a train kind of goes down the deep route in this uh, season um, with uh, Kevin Moskowitz um, as uh, who is the deep. The deep is basically instantly uh, picked up by this ch uh, church of the collective. And they're supposed to be kind of like this loose take on Scientology and how Scientology um, is always picking up. Uh, celebrities um, similar to like uh, Tom Cruise you got a uh, uh, the king of Queens wife I forgot her name and uh, I think she actually got out um, Travolta yeah anyways there's this big it's not a conspiracy I mean they they clearly go after higher powered names so that it um, it looks good for them and they kind of uh, they they make you sign off all of your shit to them so you you are in debt to this church um but yeah and and apparently they make you cut off all these other parts of your life and it's just like oh my gosh it's just like it, it's crazy because it's a satire but it's like or a parody i'm not really sure if this is considered satire i'm pretty sure this is considered satire but uh yeah it it's one of the most interesting uh pieces of media that i've watched in a long time i'll, I'll say that especially with regards of the product placement i was actually talking to uh, uh my mother about this who's uh, been involved in marketing for a very long time um i've never seen products put in such horrible light i've never seen products clearly be put in places that make it look like they were the cause of the death or the responsibility of something terrible happening to a character. Like normally you always want to have your, 
have your um you know have your products in a good light but i've never seen this kind of product placement especially in this uh season just absolutely brutal um frenchie i love frenchie's uh exploration throughout this uh season this season basically uh has little little packs of our favorite character in each episode and in each episode they kind of find out a little bit more about themselves and then there's this massive fucking crazy uh normally it's homelander going crazy uh scene or some sort of action scene it's normally like we find out a little bit about these characters because there's such a limited amount of time. There's only eight episodes. Yeah, eight episodes per season. And really, there is... I mean, you can see all these characters right here. Um, there's seven... I mean, there's seven of the... Uh, of the seven. Uh, the Vought seven. And then we have all of our characters that are the boys. So you really don't have tons of time to uh you know to, to sit around to do much you know everything's uh emotional plot driven something's happening all the time in in my opinion um so that's why i think you can't get bored watching the show and that's a that's why i think people are liking it um with the exception of how it was released some people um were uh, was it rate bombing it or something like that? I'm not sure what the, the, the term's called, but they were going in and reviewing it um, one star because they weren't releasing the episodes all at once like uh, Netflix. And I think they released the first three and then they went week by week after that. But, um, I mean, I, I originally was all for dropping the entire series, you know, one by one. Sorry, not one by one. Uh, as an entire uh, season, like why why wait week by week? Because I'm, but the more I think about it, I I kind of liked having the uh, the week by week format a little bit, a little something to uh, look forward to, kind of thing. Um, because most of these Netflix series, like I just recorded a podcast on um, the haunting on Blythe uh, Manor. I was just thinking the entire time, like, this needs to be trimmed up, or if it was week by week, it wouldn't be as much to watch, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't really know what, what's the best method. I, I would say having the week by week method allows for people to be podcasting and talking about it and discussing your show and your prime video for a, a longer experience, uh, a longer period of time. Um, I think bald move said, that they compared it to like the stranger things that they had only talked about it like a couple like a one or two weeks as opposed to we've been talking about the boys over five weeks now um so yeah um clearly it keeps the week by week format keeps it in the cultural conversation um but does it serve the story I felt like the last few episodes would have been pretty nice back to back to back. Um, the first few episodes actually did feel kind of nice if that would have been just like one by week by week by week. So I guess it really depends on how the format of the uh, the show goes. I, I, I'll give a good example is uh, Korra, um, The Legend of Korra. The first season 
Um, actually, some of the avatars as well, the first couple episodes are a little bit slower. And then once it hits like episode five, shit just hits the fan and shit, it just gets crazy. It's like you got to, uh, it's hard not to watch the next episode. But then again, those are shorter episodes. Those are 25 minutes. These are um, uh, probably 45 minutes, I think. Let me see. I, I don't know if it has the actual number, but I think it's around 45 minute episodes. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mother's Milk, <clears throat> I will say he's a little bit. Uh, he's he's got he's got some of the best screen presence. Uh, Laz Alonzo, actually, I don't know him from too much. Um, uh, oh, he was in Avatar. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Fast and Furious. Oh, he was a bad guy in the Fast and Furious. I think Jarhead. This Christmas Miracle. Hmm. Okay, so he has some interesting uh, credentials behind him, but he has the most screen presence, and I think they kind of do the least amount of uh, uh, background uh, with him. They they do the least amount of. Uh, character building with him unfortunately but i think he's still one of the most memorable scenes and he he has some of the most memorable scenes especially later down this season can't really talk about it in the non-spoiler right now but um for anyone that knows that that thing uh, got him good got wrapped around his <laughs> his he good oh my goodness but that was that was a fucking crazy episode uh, uh, I think it's when they're breaking in that one place. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Chance Crawford as, uh, Kevin Moskowitz as the deep, like I said, uh, he goes us down the same, the same round as a train kind of joining this, uh, uh, or he, he is the one that brings a, a train down the, uh, the, uh, church of the collective. And he's having this entire, like, problem of not being able to accept himself his body and it uh, honestly i feel like around the fourth episode they completely dropped it and they are like this is not really working and uh his story doesn't really serve much of the, the episode season two plot and it, he's he goes through this big cathartic uh uh experience of trying to accept himself and he's like oh yeah this is why i'm horrible to women and it's like all right that's whatever you want to tell yourself man you're just an asshole but um i i i understood that we had to like kind of give this guy some uh background to his character but still i was like i'm kind of done with the deep as a character and he is he has become more of the comedic relief uh for the majority of this uh series although having him kind of come to uh, i don't know like a an agreement with himself that he has a problem with his gills and stuff like that, the way they look. And obviously Homelander and other people have said things about him too. So it's, a uh, <clears throat> it's very interesting to track. Um, yeah. Frenchie gets uh, a way bigger backstory in this. I was, I was, I really enjoyed that episode. Um, Kimiko has an episode, has many episodes actually as well. Where the heck is my water? I'm going to get my water real quick. <clears throat> so, um, 
without getting too spoilery, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> without getting too spoilery, um, what is it? Uh, who is it? Oh, she is. Um, Karen Fukunhara as Kamiko. Um, the female, seriously couldn't give her a name. I think I said that the first time. Um, anyways, uh, she's a mute member of the boys with enhanced strength and regenerative healing involuntarily injected with compound V as part of a scheme to create superpowered terrorists. She joins the boys after they rescue her. Okay, so, um, all of that, yes, that is absolutely, um, explained her backstory, um, her family ties. Yes, all of it is explained within the season. I like what it happens with her uh, character, especially the last episode. I think everyone's going to be excited about that episode. Um, the very last episode where people go, or, you know, girl, you know, shit happens. Um, the one thing I will say there was there is this character of being a racist in this in Stormfront. I don't I'm getting her played by Aya Cash, um, who plays Liberty slash Stormfront. Um She is uh well, this is kind of a spoiler. I can't talk about it yet, but Stormfront <clears throat> she's on there as well. Um I can't really talk too much about her without being spoiler um let's just say i think her character probably lines up there with what i thought would happen um yeah i don't want to talk too much because it's uh it just happens too quick all right um okay let me see if there's anyone else okay so in shown in the trailers is uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar. Um, as Stan Edgar. Is that a good uh, Esposito uh, impression? The CEO of Vought International and Stillwell's Superior. Um, yeah, so... What was I, uh, what was I saying? Um, okay, so he's shown in the uh, trailers and stuff like that. Do not get excited to watch The Boys for uh, Jean Gallo Esposito. He is in it as much as the trailer shows him. Um, you know, like he's in, I think he's in the trailer more than he's actually in the show. <laughs> um, it was excellent portrayal by him. Always just need more of him. And I, I don't know why they, I guess I can't say too much without spoiling it, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I I like backstory. Let's just say that. I like some backstory. All right. Let's uh, hop into spoilers because I feel like I can't talk about this anymore without jumping into spoilers. But overall, absolutely. If you like the season one, I don't know why you wouldn't be watching season two. Um, that's probably why you're watching and listening to this. Um, yes, absolutely. I think that this uh, should be watched if you haven't watched it. If you're if you're one of those people who are like season 1 was a little bit too, you know, it was too hard for me, man. It was just like really not nice, man, and that that's that's about it, you know, man. And so uh if you thought that 
the boys was too dour, too raunchy, <clears throat> too irreverent, kind of just overall too violent and just uh, kind of uh, what feels like a band that is unabashedly loud and doesn't care what they sound like. That's what the boys kind of feels like as a show. Um, yeah, it doubles down on it. And so if you aren't into that, then I don't know why you would continue any further. So um, unless you're just interested in why everybody likes the boys. And I, I think I can tell you just because uh, I can tell you starting in spoilers now, um, the reason why people really like this show, I think, is because um, it's the show that has no problem with showing uh, evil Superman character smushing a bad guy's head and having sex in the back of a dirty alley and being smeared with the blood of that dude's brains all over um, whoever he's having sex with. That's that's one of the title sequences. And I was just thinking that's entirely what this show feels like it just feels like exactly like why not be fucking bonkers and that's what this show kind of goes for in a way i i have a problem with how disgusting that is but i also feel like wow they really went for it it's like what's the most disgusting thing that could probably happen right now and that's exactly what feels like what generally happens and so uh you know with within reason um hell they even go to the links of showing the the pornos of soups and i thought that was hilarious i actually looked way down at the bottom and saw well talking about pornos way down at the bottom <laughs> uh it says soup porn look at this in the spinoff section yes there's going to be a spinoff of the boys by the way it says on 24th spinoff superhero college fast track development of opening rings so this is the season season uh, describes being part college show, part Hunger Games. The spinoff is said to be is to be set at America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes. This is supposed to be like a parody of the X Men. And so I also thought what was funny the superhero porn that was shown in the uh, in the second season was actually um, actually uh, filmed. Like these are actually real real porn scenes, and they want to. They tried to get them uh, the butcher baker candlestick maker um, episode. They wanted the uh, the soup porn to be uh, it's registered to Sony and it's Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Anthony Starr, all these guys. They're trying to request them on uh, Twitter to petition them to add as add the soup porn to uh, Amazon Studios. That would be that would be hilarious. That that would mean potentially amazon's in the porn business at this point i mean technically they already are if they're showing porn scenes i guess i don't know a web series to be uploaded that's the only thing i guess they weren't in at one point i guess anything sells these days right um but anyways season two let me hop into the very last episode real quick before i forget okay so learning what i know Butcher Baker Candlestick Make Your Bloody Doors Off. Where we got to go now? A bunch of these were like Billy Joel references, I think. And they are found out because or their songs or something like that that Huey likes at one point because 
his mother left him at one point and so this we, we find this out at the very last second so now we got some backstory we feel sorry for huey even more than we do i mean come on uh i i don't feel sorry for huey i, I don't know why i don't feel sorry for huey i guess because of how fast I feel like he moved faster than A-Train to get over his girlfriend that literally got plowed through A-Train um, when going, like, super fast. <laughs> I, was, I, I still think about that first episode because I didn't see that happen in the trailer. Like, Huey's girlfriend getting plowed through. I watched that first time. I was like, this is a disgusting fucking show. It was like he just fucking ran through Huey's girlfriend um, at the beginning of the uh season and i was like oh my gosh it was it was robin and uh yeah it, it's just like what the fuck and i'm looking back now he he was offered forty five thousand dollars. that's it are you fucking kidding me like oh my gosh it would take forty five thousand to get the blood out of your eyeballs um yeah like <laughs> it was insane so um uh what was i talking about what was i talking about this last episode um before hopping in this last episode i just want to say the new star stormfront character i'm just the not she's like the first i think what is it on wikipedia her entire her thing is blown i don't know why this isn't like marked as a spoiler hold on i catch as liberty stormfront season two the First successful compound V subject and member of the seven with plasma based abilities native to Nazi Germany. She holds supremacist views towards minorities, and individuals without superpowers. Um, yeah, so she's kind of of the Voldemort slash Hitler regime, I guess. Um, like she's she's like, ah, oh, she's not pure blood. Um, yeah, I. I was tired of Stormfront about the second or third time that we see her. And I kind of saw the, the thing about this season. I did feel like I was like, I'm feeling like I kind of see where this is going around the seven, six or seventh episode. I felt like, all right, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I was a little bit wrong about Stormfront's demise. I thought, homelander was going to end up like taking her out at one point which would have been a lot probably a little bit more intense but um uh ryan just or you know laser fronts or laser fronts laser her uh fucking entire body is just uh brutal did not see that happening with his mother though so anyways um the the racism was a little bit excessive and it was like old school racism as well um it was you know uh, it, it left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth just every time she was saying some racist stuff it just felt like unnecessary um like just saying racist stuff to say racist stuff i don't know like when people are normally racist it feels like they're pissed off normally about something like uh, the racists were pissed in the 60s because people were going and sitting at their restaurants or something like that you know the racists were um but like stormfront was just going in and just fucking people up and saying racist belligerent shit so it just felt like the 
people hadn't done anything wrong or in inherently wrong like obviously the people in 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 the 60s um and i probably wouldn't be able to go in the uh, the white section either so you know i probably wouldn't i would have got kicked out as well but what i'm saying is they were doing something like i felt like stormfront was just blissfully racist to be racist just so that we have this character to hate and i didn't inherently i was like yeah i hate her but no i don't believe she's a racist as in not like not like i i I think i'm saying this a little bit wrong yes obviously she's saying racist things yes obviously she's saying hurtful things but she's just walking in people's places and just like fucking people up and and like randomly saying racist stuff versus like what what happened in real life is people were like generally in places or doing things or wrong you know quote unquote wrong place wrong time oh you shouldn't be on this side of town or you shouldn't be you know here after dark kind of thing it's like they were doing things but i felt like the things that the enemies of stormfront were doing were never doing things so i was just like this character just feels like we need someone to hate and so they are like all right so let's put her back in the nazi age and you don't even have to be back in the nazi age which i thought was one of the cool things that they did bring to the front i think one of the last few lines they do talk about is how stormfront could actually be um you know people still align with nazi views and i i agree that people do align with nazi views they just do not like the word nazi and if you call them a nazi they're like hey 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 and you call them white supremes like hey 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 but if you're like yo you prefer not having people of color in your neighborhood that look like you know me or look like you know other people of color you know living around you and uh shopping around you and just uh, living and cohabitating with you and they're like, you know it's it's like what's the difference what's the difference at all and so that's that's my big thing is i was like we have real racists in the world we have to worry about and i feel like stormfront is still a celebrity racist but although or like a like a fake hollywood racist like the television show does not depict the race it, it feels a little bit outdated but it does have a couple of uh like niches um of real racism that are still relevant today because because our because race has become such a massive part of our uh, ecosystem it's hard not to say that uh they're being a little bit light with it like like the boys was shot a year ago way before all of the george floyd and all of the black lives matter um and uh protesting really started happening which is pretty intense to say and pretty uh 
spot on when it comes to like, you know, there's definitely these uh, white supremist views that are still very much in effect. And uh, people like Giancarlo Esposito in these uh, CEO positions are that are people of color that are actually still pushing this rhetoric through and believe me i've seen some of this shit um it's like dude you're at the top you need to be stopping the racism not spreading it um that they are they're like you know i see it but i'm still making a buck and so when you say that it's just like oh my gosh it's like that's what it's come down to so i i didn't mean to to get all um you know, twisted in it with when it comes to the Stormfront character. But I do feel that Stormfront overall, um, uh, what is her name? I, uh, what is her name? I, uh, Cash. I, Cash. She does an excellent job of being, being very, uh, despicable. I did think it was obvious that she was trying to lay with, uh, homelander to the point where i was like this guy's not feeling it like you are and her her ideals of white supremacy did not flood into homelander even though he is a terrible despicable human being and probably racist on the side but it it's just like weird to see like these different levels of racism and when i when i was talking about all that earlier you know that she would you know, she feels like a, a quote unquote fake racist or not a fake racist. It's, it, it, that sounds weird to say like a fake racist. Is that even, is that even a real thing? Uh, when, when she's written to say just randomly derogatory things about, uh, you know, uh, people of Asian descent, just to say it right in front of them and then kill them and then her, take their hands and just <laughs> themselves like that. Like I was like, all right, so you're saying some despicable things and doing some other despicable things to to them. And it's just like, it was hard to watch. It, it becomes one of those things where this is one of those intense shows where they're going to they're gonna go crazy. They're going to go hog wild. Like I said, they're going to smash someone's head while they're having sex and, and revel in the blood. That's exactly what this show is. They're going to break someone's hands and then yell an obscenity uh, obscenity to them, uh, a racist obscenity. Um, you know, um, it's that's what this kind of show is. Um, let's hop into the last episode real quick. People are going to be like, Holy fuck, are we ever going to talk about the show? <laughs> All right, so what I know, learning from Becca and Ryan's capture, Butcher makes a deal with Edgar to to help Vought reclaim him at Homelander's cabin. However, Butcher re, uh, re, reneges on the deal and attempts to uh, save save them from Stormfront. When Stormfront attacks his mother, Ryan cripples her with his eye lasers, but accidentally kills Becca. Butcher forgives Ryan after the boy takes his side over Homelander while Maeve uses the plane footage to force Homelander to, into not letting them go. With Stormfront's Nazi pass leaked, Edgar halts her plan to sell Compound V as the boys are cleared of all charges, and Annie is reinstated into the Seven. Adna also has an 
a train uh, rejoin, but not the deep, before the assassin kills him. Ryan is taken in by the CIA. Huey gets a job with Newman, unaware she is an assassin. Okay, so throughout the series, people's heads were just literally pop, 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 pop. You know? Just pop, pop, pop. You know, um, and we're like, all right, what the fuck is going on? So originally, I think it, it was like episode five, four, I don't know, whichever one they uh, they infiltrate. Um, I don't remember. I don't want to go to look through all of them. But anyways. Whichever one they infiltrate the, um, I think it was like this uh, place that they were, God, I, you see, I guess this is what happens when I don't rewatch all of it uh, week to week. Um, Homelander. Okay, so it's the facility, I think. Oh, I found it. Sorry. It was uh, the psychiatric hospital, I believe. Okay. So anyways, we're trying to figure out whose head's exploding this entire time. We find out at the very end, it's fucking Newman. Newman. Should have known. Newman was popping the heads of everybody. Um, She killed everyone at the testimony. And I'm still, I'm still befuddled about why she would want the people that were testifying against okay so the she blew up the heads of the people that were testifying against Vought which would hurt Jean Carlo Esposito but if she is related to him doing some speculation if she's related to him or is working for Vought secretly Yet she's still like an AOC character, which she's supposed to be anti, which means she's like a double, double secret agent. That's that's what I've come down to. I mean, that's that's the only thing that really makes sense to me. <laughs> like that's that's really the only thing that really makes sense to me at all. So anyways, Huey getting a job with Newman. I, uh, I'm all for and I'm uh, totally saw that coming from a mile away. Um. So let's start from the beginning. Learning from Becca about Ryan's capture. Butcher makes a deal with Edgar to help Vought reclaim him from Homelander's cabin. Yes. So we kind of get some like speedy dialogue between like, uh, what's it? Uh, Becca and Ryan's capture. So they get Ryan. Then they go back and they're, they're trying to escape. They're doing this entire thing with Homelander with a, the uh the sound beats things Frenchie made with uh I think Kamiko has something planned for him a little bit with when they're doing the little thing. So it's like 
and it's doing like this supersonic beam and Ryan can hear it from like thousands of yards away. Uh, Homelander can hear it. When it played, I was like, this thing is going to blow my speakers. And I was like, Bruh. I was like, my eyes or my ears. <laughs> I was just like fucking losing my shit. Uh, but anyways, uh, let me see when Stormfront attacks his mother. Okay. So, um, like butcher doesn't give a shit. He's trying to like take out Stormfront, even though, um, he went back on his deal. The SWAT team gets completely obliterated. We know, we saw that happening, um, from Homelander, um, Ryan cripples, uh, cripples Stormfront freaking darth vader's her ass like fucking lights her ass up um but accidentally kills becca which i did not see coming i saw that we were going to lose becca somehow i didn't know exactly if if ryan was going to do it if homelander was going to do it but becca sits butcher to the side of uh the show and is basically i'm going to die at this episode so you need to take care of my son and butcher's like okay but uh yeah i don't really want to do that but okay and like butcher oh my gosh as soon as ryan laser beams like like laser beams um stormfront and gets a little bit of his bomb he's like she's like blah, 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 like his bombs just like fucking dunskies and stormfront's like bah. and like it is fucking insane like uh she got busted and uh butcher oh my gosh dude the uh, guys gals whoever is watching dogs cats grandmas grandpas oh my gosh i was like you better hold on to your shit because butcher is about to freaking go off what was it um if homelander didn't show up like like we saw billy butcher it was like a tea kettle was like about to explode in his freaking head it was he the look they got i was like how did they get this guy to get this look it looked like it billy butcher gave that kid the look as if that kid had just beat his dog to death in front of him like fucking ruthless like I was like, this kid better get. I mean, this kid's either going to just laser the beam, laser beam, fucking laser the beam, <laughs> laser beam Billy Butcher right in half, or uh, he's he's going to get beat by him. I was like, this is intense. But he's he's has to like contain all this fucking emotion. I was like, oh my gosh. And so Ryan cripples uh, his mother with his lasers. Um, sorry, cripples. He kills his mother with the lasers. Um butcher forgives ryan after the boy uh takes his side over homelander um which was kind of quick but i mean when you have homelander right there it's like what are you gonna do you got two people super powered ass people right there that are about to buck you up and then mave just use just pops up kind of out of nowhere so i kind of uh jumped the ship over the whole part of stormfront and the kamikos uh starlight battle 
everyone's going to say something about this. Everyone's going to be like, holy shit, this was the best shit ever. And yes, it was fucking awesome. And I thought they killed the fuck out of Kamiko straight. I was like, can someone do that to my neck? Um, That looked amazing. I was just like, she got yucked up. But um, what was it? Stormfront is not playing. And I was like, y'all did... Y'all did Kamiko kind of dirty because I was like, she needs to get back at her for um, killing her brother. You know, his hands going and his thumbs going, you know, that that type of thing. It was just like, what the fuck? Um, y'all couldn't let Kamiko have nothing. Um, although she did come back and then all of the girls just straight girls get it done. Um, fucking awesome line and uh, awesome scene. And, you know, it was to the point where, you know, Stormfront, that's where she goes. And that's where Ryan eventually lasers her in the forest. And so, yeah, that was a pretty awesome scene. Um, although, where did Queen Maeve come from? Like, how did, was she following them? Can she hear everything? She has supersonic hearing or something like that. I, she just kind of comes out of nowhere. I, I was a little bit, just didn't know what was going on with that. Um and she's using the plane footage to force Homelander to not let any of them go. I'm just like, dude, this guy is so OP. Do you think he cares about security cameras? Like, he is literally jerking off on to the city after this entire season. I was like, do you give, Do you think this guy gives a shit, like, about this, this plane footage? Like, he can... He can scare anybody. I mean, his his uh, assistant throughout the entire thing. Um, I don't remember his assistant's name, but he was scaring her to death the majority of the time. Most mostly played for, uh, 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 you know, effect. Uh, you know, comedic effect, but it was still like very intimidating. I'm trying to find. Uh... <clears throat> Um, I don't know. I don't see her name, but she was. She's a. Uh, she is a comedian, I believe. She's like ripping her hair out the majority of the season because of the stress of trying to be the assistant to Homelander. Um, I'd be kind of curious to see how she progresses throughout the season. Uh, next season as well. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Hmm. Eight episodes. I, I think eight episodes is nice. The more I think about it and the more I talk about it, like I'm like, this is, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to talk about. Do wish it was a little bit longer. Maybe 10 episodes would be nice. I don't know. Maybe that's too many, but I, I, I complained about 10 episodes on the haunting of whatever the haunting of Blythe. Uh, but I mean, that's the haunting of Blythe, you know? Um, let me see what else we got. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Homelander would really care about this footage. I think he would still just kill Maeve. I, I feel like he has the power to kill everybody right there and nobody would know, in my opinion. I guess he, I think there was like a thing that said she would send it even if she gets killed or something, which is why there was no fight. Um, yeah, so it forces Homelander to let them go. Stormfront's Nazi past leaked. Edgar halts her plan to sell Compound V as the boys are cleared of all charges. And Annie is reinstated into the Seven. 
Um, so things kind of return to the status quo. Um, I didn't talk about like the, the, the crazy product placement with like, uh, uh, when Queen Maeve is subduing uh, uh, Black Noir, who has uh, a very interesting uh, you know, season two. I think we find out that he might have been one of those kids that were taken young and you know forced into the compound V life. And you know he, we see him upset at one point. We see him also taking heads at one point. Really cool transitions and editing stuff going on with that. Um, uh let me see uh oh yeah so the, the the product placement that i was like really thinking about never seen a product placement where the product kills somebody or almost nearly kills somebody so queen Maeve goes in there slaps a buck at him puts him in his place after he's about to kill annie and uh Maeve grabs an almond joy shoves it in his mouth and then makes him close it and start eating it. And, and Annie's like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, Queen Maeve is like, he has a nut allergy. And it was, the, we missed everything but the, did you, you know, it was like, it was like a joke. But he's over there like choking on it. And there's a fucking Almond Joy on the floor. It's not even like it's a fake nut uh, bar or something like that. It's not like they made up a, a, a fake nut. Like for the... Every time they were trying to get someone to join the Scientology Collective of the Church, Church of the Collective or whatever, um, uh, they would give them a fresca. And Gene Carlo Esposito even says in this, he's like offered a fresca and he's like, oh, no, I hate the things. Disgusting or something like that. He's like, uh, oh, no, I don't eat. I don't eat those things. Oh, absolutely. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he... He says something negative about the product that obviously is being paid to be put there. Like, what is that negative ass uh, product placement? That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, so he's like, oh, definitely, definitely no uh, frescoes. Not, not none for me now. And uh, uh, what was uh, the other thing? Uh, the Almond Joy nearly kills uh black noir i'm trying to think if there's anything else that nearly that is just shown in a horrible fucking light i i don't know but it was the funniest thing just watching that it's bizarre so um yeah the product placement still there i love how they still uh have all of the the world building of the characters are still like homelander's got you know the, the the homeo the homie bird the big homie burger or whatever the fuck um you know black noir's got a, a milkshake or something like that they got all of this merchandising and branding I, I love how they uh have just made it a thing in the world um so what else do we have uh so they stopped the sale of compound v half plan uh cleared stays uh, so the boys are cleared of all charges which i was like dude these guys just first of all the majority of the season it didn't really feel like they were under like really intense uh watch although i feel like you would be in the furthest place you could making the least amount of noise possible if you knew there was an evil superman outside 
listening for your every move. I mean, I'm I'm like looking out there right now for him now. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I don't want I don't want that dude showing up in my place. Um, so yeah, let me see. Um, so uh, Adina also has. I guess that's the. I thought this guy looked like Hugh Jackman for the longest time. I thought it was Hugh Jackman for. I thought Wolverine was running the Church of the Collective. So he has a a train rejoin, but I mean a train was pissed all about it because he had let you know he was pissed off because Stormfront was racist and and uh, so he he leaked her shit, um, among other things. He he was pissed about uh, the Vought situation as well um, when they didn't let the deep in. Um, so. When they didn't let the deep in, Deep's just like, fuck this. Think about the deep in this entire season. I feel like they shot his shit in like two days. I was like, this guy had not much to do besides the fact of kind of coming to his, uh, into his own skin. I feel like the guy didn't have much to do. I, they they kind of dropped the ball into the deep where they just ran out of time to really have him do anything. The, the most interesting thing was clearly the... Uh, the whale thing when he they drove the boat through the fucking wall. I was like, God dang, this is the thing about the deep is he's an expensive character to CGI. I mean, having a full fucking whale. I mean, I couldn't imagine how expensive that is to do. Um, but yeah, so you gotta use them sparingly. Um, Ryan is taken by the CIA. Huey gets a job um, with Newman, unaware she is an assassin. So, yeah, apparently the character who played Newman didn't even know she was, uh, exploding heads until, like, uh, very late in the series. It, like, there's no reason for anyone to really think that she is a soup, but now we kind of do have to think about the characters that may have superpowers that we haven't been, that we've been introduced to that we just didn't even think about they had superpowers. They just haven't used them yet. Um, possibly Giancarlo Esposito. Um, we also have, um, I don't know. I, I felt like I could see the predictability of, um, I think we would be remiss to think that none of the boys are ever going to get any superpowers or like Butcher. Butcher basically already has a superpower. His his diabolical nature is just like over the top to the point where he basically is on compound V. (laughs) Huey, what would Huey's power be? Just be invisible and get really small or something? Just like shrivel up like a raisin? I don't don't know. (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah but i honestly i think that uh it's still a very it's an entertaining series like i I, despite my criticisms despite my uh the the fact i think it's kind of cynical i still think it's very entertaining like i i'm not gonna put that put that behind it you know um but yeah, I, you know one thing? I saw that Aaron Moriarty was the first person that got the lead role. I was like, good lord. I, that was not the first person I would have thought. Anthony Starr, obviously. But yeah. Um, but yeah, let me see anything else we got. Mm, I don't know why they don't play The Boys Are Back in Town. I feel like that's just like an automatic song that would make sense. So uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Uh, season two holds an approval rating 97, 90 reviews, average at eight out of ten. Website squared with consensus, uh, swinging out with the superb second season that digs, digs deep into the complicated characters and ups the action ante without pulling any of the social critical punches. Um, on Metacritic, this season is way down to 80 out of 100 based on 15 critics, general favorable reviews. Wonderfully subversive, cynically entertaining piece of work. Yeah, I I would basically say basically say that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely subversive. Um, it's entertaining as hell. Um, it's unlike anything you're gonna see. It's superheroes cranked to eleven. Everything is, um, you know heightened in a way hyper real is probably what i would say and it's not slowed down like Zack snyder's shit so it's not like not that i dislike Zack snyder to that degree but it's just like a different visual standpoint and we're not getting spoon-fed by disney so it feels like an adult take on a superhero um genre that is much needed and I think they are filling the void of having that, you know, that adult uh, black comedy version of that, that also can, you know, kind of get a little bit dark. So let me know what you thought about The Boys season two. Um, let me know what you thought about the review. Sorry, we got a little bit crazy deep in that before we got into the uh, spoiler filled review. But I do think that we had a good conversation about what really is explored in this season and uh yeah overall um season two continues to uh, throttle um you know push the throttle forward on the boys and i think what might be benefiting this is the shorter seasons that way that there's not much baggage like even the episodes i don't really recall liking that much i i can't re remember that much thinking that i was like hmm I'm bored or anything like that, and I'm ready for some action. I'm, it's more or less like, all right, this is just a, a a boys episode that's a little bit different. It's not like it was ever boring. I I don't I can't ever say it was. So, um, yeah, always something new is what I would categorize it as. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, watching, look at our podcast, check out the boys, um, season two if you didn't already. Um, check it out. You can check out season one review as well. Um, what do we got on here? We're going to pop up uh, our SoundCloud. Uh, so we have the SoundCloud. Look at our podcast. Follow us on there. Uh, PayPal.me slash the look at our podcast for all donations. Comments, questions, concerns, email Look at our podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, look at our podcast, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram. You already know what to do. Thank you for listening, watching Look at Our Pilot, Look at Dog Bowl, Look at Dog, Look at Dog Diabolical Podcast. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy.